Well, I've officially finished watching Game of Thrones for a second time. I finished the entire series. So, you know, my friend watched it in more recent memory than I did. And one thing he does, he kept doing, and when that part came on, I started laughing because it reminded me of him. When they make them do like the atonement walk, where they strip them down naked and make them atone for their sins, walking down the street, like outside, like they're in the nude and they're walking down, and they're yelling shame, shame, shame. Shame. Like, he kept doing that. And I'm like, why does he keep saying that? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, I get it. So when that part came out, I couldn't stop laughing because it reminded me of him doing it. But that's all I got for you guys. Remember, follow me at Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the fights. Back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast where we see the MMA landscape through my eyes. I'm Adrian. It's going to be a short one today, but we're going to get right into it. Islam Mahashev versus Bobby Green. There was a lot of hype behind this one, right? Like, there were, including myself, I believe Bobby could win this fight. And I still believe he could if he had a full training camp. But he got, I'm just going to say, he got ran over by Islam Mahashev. That guy's certainly going to fight for the title one day. How soon? I don't know. But it will be very, very, very soon. So Islam beats Bobby Green. Wilson Turnman beats Misha Krikonov. Priscilla Kachorea beats Jim Young Kim. Armin Sarukian beats Joel Alves. Armin Petrosian beats Gregory Rodriguez. These were crazy fights, man. Um, but Islam, at this point, I believe he's the uncrowned champion. I'm not saying he'll be Gaethje, Justin, I mean, not Justin, Dustin, or Oliveira easily, but he's going to be favored in those fights. One guy he really needs to look out for is Armin Sarukian. That guy is a problem. Armin is right now ranked number 12. Easily in Armin's next fight, you could either give him Rafael Faziv or Gregor Gillespie. Those are easily the next two fights you could give him. Because I don't know if you guys heard, but Rafael Faziv has officially gotten COVID, so he's not fighting this weekend. So, 
And Ato Moicano will step in to fight Rafael Dos Anjos in a five-round fight in the co-main event. So, Armin Sarukian versus Rafael Fiziz. That's where my money is. I want to see that fight. Islam, I heard he's going to rematch Benio Darius because, as I just mentioned, they offered him the Rafael Dos Anjos fight and supposedly he turned it down. I don't know if that's true. That's what Dana has come out and said. I don't know if that is true. So they're going to redo the Benio Dariush Islam fight. Probably at some point in the fall. Because what happens now is he's going to go through Ramadan and then he's going to need a couple months to recuperate. Ramadan starts in April next month and then it ends in May of next, uh, so it goes from April 2nd and to May of 2nd, so we could see him back as early as August or as late as October, depending on how he has to, what he has to do after then to recuperate his body and stuff like that, so we might not see him back till late summer, early fall in my opinion, but they're saying they're going to rebook the Benio Dariush fight. What do you guys think about that? I think that's a good fight. For Bobby Green, just get back in there and get a win. He, I still think he deserves at least a top 15 opponent. Let me see. Give him Diego Ferreira or Brad Rydell or Riddle. Those are good fights for him. The Priscilla Cachorea fight G. Young Kim. I don't think they got that fight right at all. I think Kim won the fight. They gave it to Priscilla. No knock on Priscilla, but I don't think that was right. Ignacio Bahamundes beats Ong Yoho. Yoho? I hope I got that right. And this Yoho guy came in at 160. And he still beat him by Bravo Choke. I don't know what that is. That was a crazy fight. And so was Wellington Turn Turnman versus Misha Krikunov. Misha was beating him and then Turnman got him in an arm bar. That was crazy. Well, let's move on, guys. So, Islam Mahashev is going to do big things. He's either going to become the undisputed number one contender. He's going to fight for the belt by the end of this year. We're moving on to UFC 272 Covington versus Masvidal. So, the main card is Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Five rounds. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Hanato Moicano at 165 rounds. Edson Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell. Featherweight, Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Jalen Turner versus Jamie Malarkey. Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Shinian. Coley. 
Then got Maruni versus Kenny Nikshupski. I don't know who those people are. Marianne Moroz versus Ma Maria Agarapova. Brian Kelleher versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Oh, he's fighting? I didn't know Umar was fighting. Tim Elliott versus Tagir Ulambekov. Devontae Smith versus Ludovic Kelev. Is this the guy from The Ultimate Fighter? Michael Alex Alexi Yusik versus Dustin Jacoby. I hope I got that right. Whoa, I can't wait. I cannot believe Umar's fighting on this card, and I didn't know. I love this guy. I love both guys, but. Bro, if you need an excuse to watch the early prelims, there it is. Umar Nurmagomedov is fighting. Umar. That's the Khabib of the Bantamweight. He's not a Bantamweight? I remember him being a Bantamweight. It's S Featherweight, but I remember this being a, a Bantamweight fighter. Okay, so the, the prelim fights that I'm looking for is Umar versus Brian Kelleher and then Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Shinian. I don't know how that's not headlining the prelims. Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira is going to be a good fight. That's his return to welterweight. Edson Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell, striker versus grappler. Rafael Dos Años versus Renato Moicano. That's going to be a crazy fight. I'm wondering how much shape Renato Moicano is in. Especially since it's going to be five rounds. Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Okay. So there's this belief that these guys, they're faking this whole beef. I don't believe it's fake. With the amount of things these guys have said to each other, one dude saying he's going to break his face... Hope he's in critical condition. By the time the fight's over and the headlines read, Kobe might not make it. You don't say those things and be like, oh, I'm just playing, bro. At least to me, you don't say those things. And then the other guy saying, oh, he's a deadbeat dad. His wife is the one that housed us earlier in our career. Um, What else has he been saying? Well, saying he's a deadbeat dad and stuff like that and then hanging out with his ex-wife, you don't do that, bro. If they're faking it. Now, if this is real, it makes me question, were these guys ever really friends if they're willing to go to these limits? Or were they just using each other at some point? But I can't wait for this fight. There's so many ways each individual could win. Jorge's stand-up is so good. His in-and-outs, his footwork is probably the key factor to this. Colby's cardio and pressure is going to be the key factor to him winning. I cannot wait for this fight. Um, I do see for Jorge, if he wins, he's going to end up winning in the third or fourth round. I believe it's going to be a stoppage. And if Colby wins, I believe it's going to be... I don't think he'll stop Jorge, but I think it'll be a unanimous decision, dominant victory. 
What do you guys think? Because another thing, Jorge needs to stay away from the fence. He really does. Like what he did against Nate Diaz, don't do that. Don't put your back to the fence because then you give Colby a chance to take you down. And like when Colby goes grappling mode, he's not striking. It's pure grappling. Like he's not going to strike you. So I don't know if Jorge will be able to sneak in like a Travis Brown elbow. And really hurt Colby at that point. That'd be cool. But I'm not going for any guy in particular. I'm just saying like. In ways each guy could win. And what Colby can do is do those reckless uppercuts that he did against Usman. That's not going to work against Masvidal. Because if he does that against Masvidal. Masvidal will wreck him. But next level wreck him guys. Trust me. Trust me on that. I'm excited for this fight. I am so excited for this fight. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait. Alright, let's move on. So that's this Saturday. Um hopefully within now and then let's see it's it's seven o'clock at night on Tuesday. So between now and then, hopefully Friday or Saturday morning, I will have two videos released. I already recorded one, I just need to edit it. Hopefully between then they're both ready to go. No, they will be. I'll make sure of that. What are losses? If Kobe loses, just go back and win again, bro. Because what's helping Kobe is that both his fights with Usman were competitive. If Masvidal loses, people say he's going to retire. I don't believe that. There's still Nate Diaz. And Conor McGregor out there. Those are money fights. This whole Nate Diaz ready to get his one fight over with so he could retire. I don't buy that for a second as much as I love Nate. Don't buy it for a second. What else is he going to do? Go box Jake Paul? Maybe. Maybe. Do I believe him? No. Do you guys believe him? But tell me the truth. Do you guys really believe Nate's going to go and box Jake Paul? I don't. Because what if Nate loses? He loses all his street cred. He loses all the street cred he's had. He can't be having that, can he? Nope. So Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor are still out there if... Jorge loses for Colby. Just get back there and get a win. Like people are acting like this is do or die for each guy. It's not. It honestly isn't. If you truly believe that, I don't know what to tell you. Because honestly, like let's say Kamar Usman retires tomorrow, they're gonna need somebody to fight for the belt. What are their rankings? Even though. All the fighters at this point have come out and said these rankings are a joke. Kind of right. Colby's number one. Jorge's number six. You got Bula Vicente, Leon, and Gilbert between them. When Hamza's finally at number 11. And, oh, one thing I forgot to mention. So, 
supposedly it's official Hamza will fight Gilbert Burns on April. In April, not on April. In April. The ninth. At UFC 273. So if Hamza gets through him, there's no denying him. He's probably going to have to fight one more. He's probably going to end up fighting the winner of Vicente Luque and Bula Muhammad. Because I believe those fights are, are separated by two weeks. Let me check. Yeah, see? So Korean Zombie and Volkanovski are going to fight April 9th. And then Vicente Luque and... Muhammad fight on April 16th. So there so for me if Hamza were to win, have him fight the winner of this and then after that by then they should have announced they should have announced Kamar Usman versus Leon Edwards. And if the winner of if if Hamza beats Gilbert Burns like without getting without receiving any type of injury, I don't know if Hamza will be ready, willing to fight International Fight Week in July. That way, by the end, in sep- by the end, probably in Abu Dhabi, him and I'm making it seem that Hamza's gonna run through these guys. I'm sorry for making it seem that way, but I'm just saying if Hamza were to get there, he could probably fight for the title by the end of the year. That April 9th card looks stacked. Alexander Volkanovsky versus the Korean Zombie. Aljermaine Sterling versus Peter Yan. Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. Kelvin Gastelum versus Nasudim Imonov. Irene Aldana versus Aspen Ladd. Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. Cross Duplices versus Chris Curtis. Rosenstrike versus Marcin Taboro. Albert Duavi versus Anthony Hernandez. Mickey Gall versus Mike Meliot. Gavin Tucker versus Pat Sabateni. Julio Ars versus Daniel Santos. Mark Madsen versus Vic Pachel. That Vic Pachel guy is pretty good. Piero Rodriguez versus K. Hansen. Hansen. And then the newly announced Gilbert Burns versus Hamza Chimaev. Anyway, going back to Jorge and Colby. I don't believe a loss is going to do anything for either fighter. Again, they're going to say, but if Jorge loses this is his third loss in a row, who were his last two losses to? The champion. This guy is the number one guy. And the second fight, I don't care what anybody tells me, between Jorge and Kamar Usman was very competitive. Jorge ended up getting caught, but that fight was competitive. This fight's competitive, they're not letting Jorge go anywhere. Trust me on that. So I don't think a loss does a lot. Um, One thing John Anik did come out and say, and I don't agree with either... He said that whoever loses probably won't get another title shot. I don't agree with that. What? 
I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. The reason is like let's say again, let's say Kamar retires tomorrow. Let's let's just say I'm just saying, let's say he retires tomorrow. One of those guys fighting for the title, it might be one and then they might do the rematch for the title. You never know, so I don't agree with that at all. Sorry, John Anik, I love you, but I just don't agree with that. Let's move on. Okay. So remember how supposedly Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prochatska were going to fight um, at UFC 274? No, two, yeah, 274 in May. But then, I don't know if this is the reason, but... It'd be hilarious if it is. Remember I told you since they had Justin versus Oliveira there? Remember I said, I've never seen the light heavyweight belt be defended before a, a lighter weight class. And then I gave you guys the only time I seen it was when Matt Hughes fought GSP the third time over Tim Sylvia and Jeff Munson. I don't know if this is why they did it, but they... Officially moved Glover Teixeira's title defense against Yuri Prochaska from May to June. So it says, originally announced for UFC 274 on May 7th, light heavyweight champion Teixeira will now meet Prochaska at UFC 275, which is expected to take place on June 11th. A reason for the change was not revealed. Both Teixeira and Prochaska have publicly acknowledged the adjustment in plans. I guarantee you it was that. I don't know. UFC 275 has not announced a location or venue. The main card is expected to air on pay-per-view following the prelims and early prelims. Teixeira hopes to continue a remarkable run in, twi in the twilight of his career. Number one in the latest USA Today Sports MMA Junkie Light Heavyweight ranking, Teixeira claimed the title with a submission over Jan Brakovich this past October at UFC 267 which pushed his winning streak to six. Five of those six wins have been finishes. Prochaska will enter with a 12-5 winning streak overall, which includes his first two UFC bouts. Prochaska, the former Ryzen FF light heavyweight champ, won in spectacular fashion in his most recent bout, knocking out Dominic Reyes with a spinning elbow in May of 2021. Prochaska is now number six in the USA Today slash MMA Junkie rankings. I guarantee you guys it was that. If it, I hope they come out and say it. I don't think they will, but I guarantee you is that they wanted Oliveira and Gaethje to, to headline, but they looked at it and be like, how are we going to do this? So that's why they moved it. Um, also, adding to that, Valentina Chepchenko is expected to defend her belt against Talia Santos at, in this June event. It says the UFC flyweight championship is being targeted to defend her 
belt against Talia Santos at UFC 275 on June 11th. The promotion has yet to announce a location for the event, but it is expected to take place in Singapore. That's one thing I didn't say. So if this fight takes place in Singapore, it's happening around here around 5 a.m. So I don't know if that's going to be another one that's going to end up being free or if they're going to do it on ESPN pay-per-view. Because remember, they did the Abu Dhabi one for free. The bout against Santos marks Chevchenko's seventh title defense. The 33-year-old won the vacant belt back in 2018 and has held it since, since dispatching her opponents in dominant fashion. Shevchenko last fought in September at UFC 266, where she stopped Laura Murphy via fourth-round TKO. Shevchenko's only two losses have come at UFC 135 pounds to UFC featherweight champion Amanda Nunes. Meanwhile, Santos is riding an impressive four-fight winning streak. The Dana White Contender Series Brazil alum submitted Joanne Wood in her last outing, putting away in putting her away in the first round of their contest at UFC Fight Night 198. Santos has only one professional loss on her record, which came to a split decision against Maria Romero Bolera back in 2019. Okay, my only problem with this is if she beats her. Who's left? Like, who's left at this point, guys? If she beats her and Juliana Pena beats Amanda Nunez, that's the fight to make next to, to, for Valentina to become champ champ. The difference between what Valentina could do as champ champ and what other people have done is they'll win the belt and then they won't go back down. This chick literally cleaned out the division before she even moved up. Like, at this point, what do you want her to do if she wins? You want her to fight Misha Tate? That's going to sell, but... Like, I don't see anybody beating Valentina, not even Amanda. Especially if Valentina can withstand the punches the way Juliana did. You don't think Valentina beats her? I do. So, that's another thing to look at. Out four. What are we doing on time? I don't want this to be too long. We got it. Okay, we're doing good. One last thing, guys. No matchmaker this week because I'm telling you, it's getting hard because they're already announcing a bunch of stuff. Okay. So this is going to be a little sad, but it's cool. You guys heard about the free Cain Velasquez fighter fighters rally behind Velasquez after alleged shooting details emerged. So about two days ago, there was articles coming out that Cain Velasquez shot somebody. It says former UFC heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez has no shortage of support from his combat sports peers following his arrest in San Jose, California. Velasquez was booked into the Santa Clara County main jail on Monday for attempted murder after he allegedly shot a man who was recently accused of molesting a relative possibly a hundred times. According to reports, the relative is believed to be a minor. Velasquez injured the alleged abuser's stepfather in the shooting. When details of the possible motive emerged, the MMA community in large part began to rally behind Velasquez, who was being held without bail. 
Free came became a hashtag and general theme across social media platforms before Velasquez is doing court Wednesday. Many people believe that if the motive behind Velasquez's alleged actions is true, then his alleged actions were justified. Former UFC welterweight Ben Askren didn't mince words when he posted, I don't want to live in a country where you can't shoot someone who sexually abused your child. He was just one of many to voice support for Velasquez. You can check out more reactions from fighters below. And then they have one, Marvin Vittori, got my support, Kane. Khabib says, you are the man, Kane. We love you. Always stay with you. We always stay with you. And there's the Ben Askren one that I just told you guys. Anthony Pettis writes, free Kane. <laughs> Derek Brunson says, free Kane Velasquez. At the same time, someone needs to buy Kane some firearm courses for Christmas that aim could use some work. I don't know what he's implying there. If the stuff, this is Shadik Youssef, if the stuff about Kane is true, free him. This is Kyle Crutchmer. Read this. I don't want to hear anything else about CTE or really any other stuff. This dude protected his family. They released a scumbag. I've always been taught you got to protect your, my family. And that's at any cost. Free Kane, 100. And then there was many more. My point is, we don't know what happened. We got to let it play out. But if it is true, I believe Kane will end up being a free man. If it was. Now, if he didn't get the guy to confess or something like that, I don't know. I don't know. This is messy. But we'll see what happens. I hope Kane does get out if, if the rumors are true. But that's all I got for you guys. See you later. Deuces. Enjoy the fights this weekend. You know, I'll be watching. I hope you'll be watching too. Remember to follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram. And then official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Alright, deuces.